You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because we all deserve to feel at home in our bodies. Hello, hi, welcome. (laughs) I feel like I always start these episodes the same way. It just like comes out of my mouth. So I'm like, oh, what's a different word that I can say? (laughs) So there you go. Oh, welcome to Move With Radiance. I'm your host, Stephanie, and happy Thursday or whatever day you're listening to this. I've had to, I feel like every time I record my episodes, the garbage truck comes through the neighborhood. <laughs> so I always have to redo my openings like three or four times because the, the truck is like so loud. So here we go. Fourth time's a charm. Let's see if we can get past the intro here. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's see. A few housekeeping things before we begin, just to keep you posted with what is going on over here. I don't know what else I was going to say there, but just to keep you posted, I have officially released the five-day decision-making meditation series. It is available. And again, the reason why I created this was I get a lot of women coming to me. And again, this is such a big part of my journey too. And something that I'm really, I have some really exciting stuff additionally coming up around this topic, but there seems to be this constant question of like, I don't know how to make my own decisions. I don't know what it is that I actually want. And I think for so long, we are influenced by shoulds and have tos and what ifs and fear and all of this kind of stuff that we get to a place where we aren't even really making our own decisions anymore. And we get confused with what it is that we actually want and how it is that we want to live our lives. And so I created a five-day meditation series to sort of jumpstart this process of helping you feel confident in your decisions and creating what it is that you want for your life. And again, I designed this with be like in having everyone sort of in mind with if you have never really done meditation before, or you've done it a few times, and uh, or even if you've done it a lot, like this is for everyone, and all of the meditations are. <laughs> if you heard that, Emmy brought in her most annoying toy today, so if you hear crinkles, that's what that is. <laughs> um, I've designed all of the meditations to be 10 minutes or less. They're all guided. They all have a focus for each day. So you'll know exactly what to do. The purpose is not to do meditation perfectly, but it's to create space for yourself to be with your thoughts, to, to have that space, to be curious and create awareness with yourself. And so that's how I've designed these meditations. Every day there's a worksheet that goes with it so that you have some journal prompts that you can, um, think about as your, moving through this process. And I've designed it so that it's like 20 minutes of your day. You can create that space for yourself and and have that intentional time. So you can just start to gain more clarity on 
who you are and how to say no to things and how to say yes to things and how to really start to understand the difference between a decision that's yours versus one that's influenced by fear. And so that is available. And I made it so that it's 10 bucks. You get access to a membership site and you have it forever. So let me know if you have any questions on that. If you, if you want to figure out if it's right for you, um, please reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions. And sort of along with that, I am in the process of creating a group course that will be focused on basically all of that, but such a huge deep dive into it. It's going to be a 90-day pared-down version of my one-on-one program, Worthy to Be Me. So it's going to be Worthy to Be Me Masterclass, and I'm really excited. So stay tuned. That's coming up really soon. And I'll give you more info as that is available. So just to let you know what's what you can expect and what's coming up and all of that good stuff. I kind of along with all of this, I wanted to dive into a topic that again played this was such a huge part of my story, and I still feel this kind of creep up from time to time, and it's just having awareness around it and being able to navigate it has been huge in helping me move forward with things that I actually want for my life. And that is perfectionism. <laughs> uh, if you're anything like me, you identify or did identify for a long time as a perfectionist. And that was something, and I think a lot of people, I at least wore it sort of like, sort of like a badge of honor. Like it was this thing about me that I was like, I like bragged about like, yeah, I'm such a perfectionist. And I think in this world of like hustle, 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 go, 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 you gotta be and do the best. It's that like mindset of being a perfectionist is praised. But what I've really found over, especially over the last few years, as I've navigated um, pursuing some really big scary dreams of mine is that being and and holding on to this identity of perfectionism actually held me back from a lot and I know that that might seem weird or that might come off as like what (laughs) No, it's like if I'm a perfectionist, that means I'm doing everything right and I'm going to produce really good work and I'm going to get ahead and um, everyone's going to see that I am a hard worker and that I do good work and all that. But here's the thing. When we try and make things perfect, it actually holds us back from really going for it. (laughs) I want to explain that a little bit. Perfectionism is one of those things that kind of like it can be worn as a safety mask. And I'm just going to use examples from my own personal life because I feel like it's the easiest way to explain it. And maybe you identify with one of these things or maybe there's something else that comes up for you. Great. But this is the easiest way for me to explain it is by just sharing parts of my story and how I've navigated it. I, as I've started, like when I really started doing this work and um, as I've learned to navigate all of this and really understanding like what kinds of masks I'm wearing and how I'm showing up in this world and how I'm perceiving, like how I want people to perceive me and all that kind of stuff, 
perfectionism was one of those things that I used. It was like, I thought it was a good thing, right? Like it was one of those things that I was like, oh, I'm a perfectionist and I do really good work. And it was like something that I, again, prided myself for. But I think deep down, I was using perfectionism as a safety net. Perfectionism was a way for me to do everything that I possibly could to avoid failure. It was something that I pulled out when I wanted to make sure that people saw me in a certain way. That there, if I was a perfectionist, there was no way that someone could call me out for being stupid or for not doing good work or, you know, whatever that is. Again, failing and falling flat on my face and embarrassing myself in front of everybody. And there was like sort of another layer to this because I was attaching my worth and my enoughness as a human being to my failures or whether or not I achieved, whether or not I failed. Because if I were to be, quote, successful and do everything perfectly, then I was enough. And if I were to fall flat on my face and I were to fail, then I wasn't enough. Growing up, I found a lot of my good enoughness. Like I was really praised for doing a good job, whether that was like sports or school or grades or um, just like being the teacher's pet. Like I never wanted to get in trouble. I never wanted to do a bad job. And I think a lot of that was my desire to belong and that fear of like rejection or failure meant that I didn't belong or I wasn't good enough or I was going to get made fun of or X, Y, and Z. And so I really, really, really attached my worth to doing the best and being the best at everything. And there was for a long time, I made my decisions based on, okay, well, where could I not fail? How could I do the best at this? And how can I prove myself by doing everything right and perfectly and and like better than everybody else? And so a lot of the things that I filled my time with were things that would prove that for me. And I did a lot of like endurance sports. I found that I was good at that. I worked really hard at that. I won a lot. And so like a lot of my spare time was spent on doing triathlons and all of that. And again, so much of that was also attached to like body image and that kind of stuff. But I did it because it was a a way for me to prove myself and it was a way for me to be the best. And that was the same with, with jobs. Like Again, I didn't, I never wanted to fail. I never wanted to be seen as she doesn't know what she's doing. And so I pulled out this perfectionism card all of the time. It's like, okay, well, if I can just make this perfect, if I can just do this perfectly, if I can just, you know, make sure that everything is exactly how it should be, then I'm not going to fail and I'm not going, I'm going to be the best and therefore I'm going to feel enough. But what ended up happening 
is because I was so afraid of failing, because my worth and my enoughness was so heavily attached to the outcome of everything that I did, I only chose things that I knew I could be good at or that I knew I wouldn't fail at. My risk-taking ability was pretty small. (laughs) And what that ended up doing was keeping me stuck and unfulfilled and in this circle of, why am I not getting ahead? And almost this frustration of like, all of these other people who are doing not even, like I'm doing better work than them, but how are they getting ahead? And how are they succeeding more than me? Or how are they getting to where I want to go when I'm sitting over here making sure that everything's perfect? And doing my best, most, like all the possible work that I could be doing in this moment. How are they getting ahead? How am I still here? How am I still feeling unfulfilled? How am I still working these boring ass jobs? (laughs) Or still feeling frustrated with all of the activities and the things I'm filling my spare time with? Like, how am I still here? And it was because I was too afraid to take the risks necessary in order for me to get to where it is that I actually wanted to be. Sometimes, or I would say a lot of the time, life requires messy action. And if we're waiting for things to be perfect, if we're waiting for ourselves, like for us to be perfect or for the situation or the circumstances in front of us to be perfect, if we're waiting for a perfectly mapped out step-by-step plan to help us get to where it is that we want to be, to the fast track way of not failing, we're going to be waiting a long, long, long time. When I look back at all of the big pivotal moments of me making massive action or taking big steps or really big things happening for me that sort of propelled me forward. I was never ready 100% for those things. Even, you know, this, I talk about this, like starting my own business and, and going all in with this is fucking scary. Like I was not, I still sometimes I'm like, like, what am, what am I doing? Like no one ever a hundred percent knows the next right quote step, quote, right next step or no, like I'm just learning more and more that the people that I've looked up to and the people that are achieving the things that I've wanted to achieve, they were not like a hundred percent ready. They didn't know 200% of the answers. They didn't have this perfectly mapped out plan telling them exactly what to do and how to avoid failure. Those people took messy action. Those people failed time and time and time again so that they could get to the place they are now. I had to learn how to remove my worth from the end result. I had to learn how to remove my worth from whether or not I failed or succeeded. I had to change my definition to failure and success. Because it's inevitable. 
if we want to play big in our lives, if we want to achieve big things, if we want to feel super fulfilled and happy and, and, um, fully expressed, like living fully as ourselves, letting judgment and other people's opinions, letting those things like, like putting those things aside so that we can be who we are. It requires us to change our definition to failure, to success, and to really look at where we're placing our worth. Because if we're placing our worth outside of ourselves, if we're placing our worth in the opinions of other people, if we're placing our worth in our failures and our success, we're going to let those things take over and we're not going to move in the direction that we want. We're going to stay stuck. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, our worth has to be defined by us. I was asked, how do you navigate disappointment in other people being disappointed in you? And I'm not, I'm not, I don't ever want to say that all of this is easy because I know that this is difficult. I know that it can feel scary. I know that it can feel hard and maybe lonely at times. Or when you're trying to, like, it's nice to have approval and for people to feel proud of you and all of that kind of stuff, but we can't rely on it. And the way that I answer that question is when I go to bed at night and when I look at my life, and this sounds morbid, but when I, like, the, if I'm faced with, like, okay, I'm going to die tomorrow, or I'm laying here, I'm like, okay, I'm going to die today, how do I want to look at my life? Am I going to look at my life and say, wow, I'm so glad that I lived through and by everyone else's expectations, and I'm so glad that I did everything I could to make everybody else happy? Or am I going to say, wow, I'm really glad that I made the decisions that I did so that I could feel extremely happy and fulfilled and aligned with, with what it is that I actually wanted to do. And I'm so proud of the way that I've pursued my dreams and allowed myself to like live. And I've said this before, because when we're living for everybody else, when we're living in fear of failure all of the time, when we're trying to make everybody else happy, when we're trying to prove ourselves through our success, guess who's unhappy? Us. I was going to say, guess who's happy at the end of the day? I got myself off and lost my train of thought. (laughs) But it's us. I say this again, 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 again. The only constant that we have is that we're going to be with ourselves for the rest of our lives. So why not prioritize our happiness? Why not prioritize our dreams? Why not sit back and say, wow, I have rat, like I have the control over the definitions that I create for myself, the expectations that I create for myself, the, the kinds of rules and boundaries and things that I create for myself. That's in my control. So why not take radical responsibility and shift all of that so that it works for you? If your definition of failure is that, okay, it means I'm not enough, then that's the way that it's going to feel. But if your definition of failure is, okay, that's just information that, that for me is a learning opportunity. It means that okay, that wasn't the the way that maybe I wanted to do that or that was uh, different information that I, like that wasn't the result that I was hoping for or um, 
that is just, again, more information that I can gather or, oh, okay, that's something I know I don't want. So let's gather all of that, push it together and apply it and move forward and stand up and try again and try something different and apply a new outlook on it, apply a new lens to it and keep moving forward. But if it's, oh, I failed, that means I'm not enough. I need to stay stuck. I need to stay small and beat myself up over this and feel all the shame and the guilt and I suck. Guess where we're going to stay? We're going to stay in that spiral. We're going to stay stuck. And again, I'm not trying to say that this is so easy because it's, it is scary and fears do come up and that second guessing or revisiting like, oh, did I do that right? Or was that the right thing? Or how is that person thinking of me? Like those thoughts, especially if you've been thinking that for a long time, they still arise. But again, we get to choose whether or not we want to give that power. And the more that we take action, the more that we you know, pick ourselves back up and try again and continue taking messy action and continue failing and succeeding in different ways, the easier it's going to get. The bolder you will be, the bigger your evidence bank of, hey, I can do this. Well, that will start like the bigger it'll get. If we try and do things perfectly, if we try and wait until you're like our, we are perfect or the situation is perfect, we're staying small. What would it be like to play big? What can you say? It's like there's a difference between, and I know if you're anything like me and if you've identified as a perfectionist, you know that you're capable of good work. And I, I, I forget, I don't know, either someone told me this or I told myself this. I think I was told this. <laughs> it's like your work's going to be good regardless because that's the way that you show up, right? Like you know that you're capable of showing up and producing good stuff. So I'm sure like the first draft or like the second draft of something, it's going to be pretty darn good because you know how to show up. You know how to do good work. So what would it feel like to not constantly like obsess over this needs to be perfect and, and like just showing up being like, okay, I put what I could, I put my best into this and my best is enough. And I want you to be careful too with like, where's your expectation of best? <laughs> because then that can get a little, a little messy if we're like, best is perfect. And it's like, no, just show up, do what you can, and then continue to move forward. Usually it's the fear of, oh, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. That will keep us in that place of, I need this to be perfect. We need to tweak it again. This is not enough. This is not enough. I need to, and then go down the rabbit hole of of negative self-talk and all that kind of stuff. What would it feel like to just take messy action to be like, okay, this is good enough. Because again, it's probably going to be pretty good. (laughs) Get curious. And so what is it like, I want to, I want to give a a few tips to help with releasing perfectionism and to, if this is something where you're like, yeah, I do want to start taking more bold action. Like, yeah, I do want to start, you know, releasing this 
these are a couple of tips that you can start practicing to just get started. And the first tip is allow yourself to get curious about why you feel the need to be perfect. Again, typically it'll be some sort of fear or an expectation like I won't be enough, I should be perfect. Allow yourself to really like get curious around why is this here? Why do I feel the need to be perfect? And when those thoughts start to come up, when you start identifying them, work on questioning those thoughts and work on really practicing knowing that you are the one who decides your enoughness and what expectations you hold yourself to. That's the biggest thing here is bringing it back to you and what's going to feel good for you. So that's the first one. That's, that's the most important thing. I always say awareness, it's like this process, right? Awareness and curiosity creates clarity and then clarity creates confidence and then confidence creates action. It all goes together. So we have to be aware of what's going on and where it's coming from in order for us to shift it and then be able to move forward. So get curious. Where is this coming from? What's coming up for you? And then question them. Is that really what I want to believe about myself? And then looking at your day-to-day, start to get curious in different situations by asking yourself, okay, if I didn't have to be perfect in this moment, how would I show up? What would I do? What would I say? Because when you start questioning that, right, again, usually we show up because we're like, I should be doing this. I need to do this. This has to be perfect. I need to avoid failure. I need to be enough. And those are the masks and the layers that we put on top of our truest self. And so when we can start to get curious around if I didn't have to wear this mask, if I didn't have to be this way, what would I actually do? And it's okay if that feels difficult at first, because again, if you're anything like me, like this was a pattern that you repeated over and over and over and over. And this became who I was for a long time, right? Like, so when I was starting to ask like, well, who would I be in this moment? I didn't know at first. So that's okay. If this feels like fuzzy, just keep getting curious in, in every moment, as you interact with people, as you show up for work, as you, you know, engage in your activities, it's like, okay, if I didn't have to be perfect at this, how would I do this? What would I show up as? What would I say? Again, this is going to add to that clarity. And I notice I say like these two steps, it's not you taking action yet. It's not you being like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to be perfect. (laughs) And, and do something totally radical right now. Because again, I know that that can feel scary. So just allow this time to be with yourself, to get curious, and to just understand yourself a little bit more. Because once you have the clarity, then you can create the confidence for action. And that's number three. So my number three tip is, I, I talk about this too. It's like we have two different evidence banks, <laughs> like piggy banks, I think about it. And right now, your evidence bank of, I need to be perfect, is pretty full. We've gone through our lives and we've, like, when we have this belief of, I need to be perfect, we look at our life and we say, 
okay, these are like these situations prove that I need to be perfect. And our brains will look for ways to be like, yep, see, I need to be perfect. See, I failed. I need to be perfect. And it's going to fill up that evidence bank because that's the belief that we are being driven from. And so that evidence bank right now feels really full. And so what we need to do is fill up the other evidence bank with more evidence that, oh, I can do this. I don't need to be perfect. And in order to do that, we have to take action. There comes a point in time where we can create all of the clarity and awareness that we want, but until we actually create action, until we actually start to move forward with that, we're not going to build that evidence bank and we're going to, again, continue to stay stuck. We have to take action in order to um, prove to ourselves and to our brains and all that, that like, okay, no, this is possible and that I can do this. It's like showing ourselves um, and building that evidence bank of, oh, I can do this. And the bigger that evidence bank gets, the more, more, like the more bigger action that you can start taking. So my recommendation for this is to do small, tiny micro actions, small, little, tiny steps to prove, okay, I don't need to be perfect. It's okay that I'm not perfect. And so things like it could maybe look like not rewriting the message to your boss five times. (laughs) What would happen if like you sent it on the second draft? right? Or actually saying where you want to go for lunch (laughs) instead of, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, no, actually this sounds good. And I'd like to go here, right? It's like tiny little small steps that feel a tiny bit scary, but don't feel huge. And over time, the more action, the small little, the more like small little tiny action steps you can take, it becomes like, okay, that was good. Now let me try and this, this little bigger, scarier step and then the bigger, bigger, scarier step. And it just snowballs from there. Because again, confidence comes from actions. We need to take small action steps. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, it's it's this this moment for me was a big realization because I never really realized how much one, how much time I was wasting by trying to make everything perfect, and two, how much it was holding me back from really like putting myself out there. And it's like I've really learned this more than anything. It's it's the more that you try something and the more that you put yourself out there and the more that you have, like the more that you experience, like the easier those things get. And so if we're trying to be perfect at public speaking, but we're not actually doing any public speaking, we're never really going to get anywhere. taking action and trying and putting yourself out there and taking those steps, like that's going to help you um, create what you want because you're going to learn. Like that's why I say failing is good (laughs) because you try something and you're like, oh, well, that way didn't work. Okay, well, what's a different way? And you keep doing it over and over and over until you find the way that works, until you get to the answer, until you, you know, get up on that big stage in front of a lot of people and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, I am good at public speaking now because I've tried and I've failed and now I know how to do this. 
nobody was perfect at anything. Like that's what I, I always come back to that. I look at all of these people that I so look up to and hearing about their journey, they're like, you should have seen me when I first started. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I tried and failed and put myself out there so many times that I got to this place of like, oh, okay, here I am and this works. And and now I'm playing really big. So if you're waiting for things to be perfect, if you're waiting for yourself to be a thousand percent ready, question like what's really behind that? What fears are really behind that? What am I actually telling myself? Where am I placing my worth and my enoughness? And get curious about that because there's usually more underneath the surface. Let me know if you have any questions on this. Um, Let me know if you want to chat through this a little bit more. I'm here. And yeah, again, let me know if you have any questions on the, the meditation series. This again... The meditation series is really designed to create that space for yourself, that whole process of creating awareness and curiosity and then clarity and then confidence to take the action. I kind of walk you through that whole process in five days, and it's one of those things that you can just repeat over and over and over and um, use whenever you need it to, but that's kind of the way I've created that. So. If you, if you liked this process, if you're like, oh, okay, that sounds good, and you just want a little bit more assistance with it, the decision-making meditation is designed exactly in that way. And stay tuned for more on the group course. I'm really, I'm so, so, so excited. Like, you can't even, I can't even explain how excited I am and, like, what I'm going to be including in that. It's just going to be, oh, it's going to be my baby, my pride and joy, and really going to be the flagship core piece of what I offer. And so just, yeah, stay tuned because I'm, ugh, it's going to be good. So many things jam-packed into 90 days. Yas, 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 yas. All right. Well, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and we will see you next week. Bye for now. Ah, thank you so much for listening and for being here week after week. If you found this episode helpful and you want to share it with your friends and fam, just take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and make sure you tag me in your stories so that I can come over and say hello. Thanks again. I appreciate you so much. And until next time, stay radiant.